And how many times have you had a chat or a text conversation with somebody that just got misconstrued because text does not translate sometimes? Uh, girlfriends mainly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> never. I never text the wife if we're having a serious discussion yet. That, yeah. Oh, I ignore my, I, I, it's not that I ignore her. I just act like I didn't see the text. That way I could talk to her in person or over the phone. Right. Smart man. Smart because man. If I say anything over text, it's going to, like, if I forgot to put the caps lock off, it's going to be in all caps. She's going to think I'm streaming, which I didn't. It's just how it, it's how it happened. So. Right. That's, that's smart, man. That's smart. But how, when did we meet? Because the way, when I think back and I actually was, this was back when I was first thinking about having you come on. I couldn't remember if it was in like Dan's channel or if it was in the, the OG hype with, uh, Dave and uh, Sean P, or was it with the Flying Beardsman? I, you know what, honestly, so between the first two, I was not around during the Dave and Sean P days. I've heard about those hype days, but oh, I've never okay. seen Sean P on camera. Um, so when I came around, it was just Dave doing his thing. Um, I would say good chance it's either Dan or that. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember Could- you, you came out around the same time the Flying Beardsman came out, didn't you? It's been yeah. a minute. I, it's just... Yeah, we were around the same time frame. Yeah. 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 I miss John. I wonder how John's doing. I had no idea what happened to him. I knew he was having like some teacher things and then kind of just fell off the map. I remember his last interview we did was with a UFC fighter. Oh, I miss that. I, one. I remember I remember watching the UFC fighter back in the like when he was coming up through uh, Bellator and stuff like that, but he had a few fights in the UFC and then that was his last interview that I remember. Oh, why don't I, I wish, I wish somebody had heard from him? Because I would, I, I mean, I thought he was probably the best interviewer in the beard community for like one on one conversation, in my opinion, of course. Now, Dan is great, but I think that like the Flying Beardsman did a better job of like highlighting the person because Dan isn't known for one on one like this. Dan's known for right. highlighting a product. Now, when he had a uh, McFoleon, that was cool. Like, I don't know if you got to see that. That was probably one of the coolest things he did. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and John, John was a phenomenal interviewer. Yeah, his his streams were always well done. Like he came across to me as the type of guy that was gonna probably do this like long term, like podcast wise. Like he was gonna have like a big old studio. Like that's that's what I got from him. I really liked his company. I mean, I don't know if it was his teaching thing that was I mean, he was from like Jersey, wasn't he, or something like that? Up there with like uh he was up there in the States, I think. Yeah, he's somewhere over there. I don't remember exactly where, though. Yeah, he, yeah he's a good dude. Truly, I'd like to see him back at it. Oh, yeah. And it didn't even need to be beard reviews because they did the beard reviews thing as a group, kind of like with your leatherheads. Right. But I, I preferred his one-on-one conversation. Like, he was the first guy to have, like, uh, oh, he had the guy that did um, Beard Brand, the, the model for Beard Brand. What was his name? Um, so for uh, or yeah, Eric, well, I, of course I'm going to forget this while we're chatting, man. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, of course he's like, he's, he looks like Zeus. That's, that's all I can get from it. Right. He's like yeah. probably the best beard model out there for a guy that you wouldn't think would be a model. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Are you, are you talking about the guy with the darker colored beard or the lighter colored? The, the gray. He was like, he's probably mid fifties. Oh yes. Talks about, oh man, what is his name? What is his name? Something you know what? Brzezinski. Something Brzezinski. 
Greg Brzezinski. There you yeah, go. Greg Brzezinski. Okay. I yep. knew it was something, but that dude, like, if I had his style, I probably would probably feel a bit better about myself. That guy's <laughs> got some style. That guy's got it. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He's got to be in his, I don't know. 50s, maybe. Greg, if you hear this and I'm wrong, yeah, 50s, 60s. Um, yeah, I'll have to tag him in this because he looks great for his age, but I wish I had that color of beard. Like, that's, that would be so legit. Yeah, he makes the silver fox beard thing look good for sure. Oh, him and his wife are both like great looking for their age. And I'm sure that they're very into their like fitness and health eating and stuff like that. But what he's done for the beard game, like just for a beard brand, like he's, he only uses beard brand, I do believe, right? I don't know. I would assume so. But yeah. I mean, that's the only guy that I see on Beard Branch channel, really, like for modeling their, like either their wax or whatever it is that they have going on. I mean, they're killing it, but I think he's the one that's killing it for him a little bit. Yeah. The other guy that I remember from Beard Brand, his name is Jack Malaco. He's the dark colored beard. Um, is that the barber guy? No, the barber, his name is, um, uh, it's not Elvis Dinesh, or it's, something. Um, oh man hold on i'm gonna look that one up because i don't want to mess the guy's name up oh you're good i mean i don't think we're gonna mess anybody's name up on purpose but right like just what i think he did for how big his channel like his channel grew pretty pretty quick the flying beersman yeah and what was his last name by the way uh john man i'm forgetting everybody's his his wife i remember his wife but i think he only had instagram for the flying beersman his wife was on there like yeah. I remember her, but I don't remember her name. But he was just, he was a genuine individual. He he got that Joe Rogan-esque to him, and he was just, I, I think he was it for the, like, the beard community, for just the way that he kind of got down deep into the roots of people. He was, and he had the great voice for it. His interviews were, you know, he had the, the good questions, and his style of running a show, yeah. I, of course, I'm not going to remember his last name, but... um. I hope he comes back to do it again. It oh, was phenomenal. Wow. We did some streams together. We hung out. And he was he was a really good dude. Yeah, you guys did a eight bit beard co. You guys did. Um, I think it was eight bit, wasn't it? Uh, uh, no, not eight bit. Uh, we did a we did one on my channel, Southern Beard Co. You did so, but you did another one. I think that I haven't seen this uh, renewed man. Didn't you guys do that one together too? We did. Yeah, yeah. Good call. We yeah. did renewed man. Yeah. That was who I was thinking was the 8-bit one because he kind of went nowhere. To, like, he disappeared a little bit, but I think he still sells his product, doesn't he? Talking about Renewed Man? Yeah. I have not seen. So I, I came across him on Instagram not too long ago, but it doesn't look like he's active. Um, I, so I, I'm not sure. I want to say that I went to his website, but I don't remember if he had anything in stock, if he was still actively selling or not. Hmm. He was another one of those guys that kind of like I loved his personality in the beard game i mean i sort of fell out of like not necessarily the beard like community i fell out of the review side of things i don't go to watch like just for reviews just because i know what i like already right. i go for like the live streams when i can come or if there's somebody like you have the big live bearded thing coming up i'll be sure to pop my head in for that you got like 15 days or something left on that it's like yeah 10 october or days. october 18th yeah yeah, I'm excited oh, about that stream. Exactly. That's going to be a great conversation, I think. That's that's more my thing now, I think, because I know what I like in beard products and I know what I like for scents. Right. So, and that's, I mean, I enjoy a, a, a good review of a product, but I think that a lot of the products, like all you're really reviewing it after you've tried something is the scent profile. Would you agree? A absolutely. Yeah, there, there's times where I'll get, where I'll talk to a company and they'll want to send me 
you know, their latest scent or whatever, then they'd be like, how much time do you need? And and I don't need as much time to review. If I've reviewed that company before and they haven't changed their their carriers, all I need to do is get a fill for the scent one time and pretty much good to go. Yeah. And and that's the only reason why I said that I fell out of that community side of things is just because I don't watch as many reviews. Now, if I come across like maybe a three minute one, then I'll sit down and I'll watch it. But other than that, I really, I, I really enjoyed the, like you said, the chat rooms and stuff like that. And that's how we got met. But for the listeners, why don't you like kind of give a, a stroll about how you get started and where you, like where you were, I guess, when we met with bluegrass beard, I mean, you were bluegrass bearded, like, that's really when I when I think of you, I think of bluegrass bearded and then Ken. So, yeah, why don't you, you off can with still that? you can still see a little remnant of the uh, the old logo right here. I don't know if you can tell that's what it is or not, but um, well, when I actually cut to a different scene, it'll actually show your whole camera spread. So, oh, uh, there you go. That's another so, yeah, you should be able to see this, so. at least most of it. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah, started as bluegrass bearded back in 2020. Um, it, it was kind of funny. Like I, I never really had plans to to grow a big channel. I I started jumping in Dan's live streams. Um, and, and the way that I got there was, um, got out of the army in 2005, started growing my beard instantly. I m- mainly because I was tired of being forced to shave every day. Um, so anyway, several years doing that. Um, and I always kept it short because I worked in an office at the time and, you know, it just, I couldn't get it looking good. I, you know, and it really comes down to the fact that I was not using good products. Um, and so anyway, one day I was, trying to find something. And I found Dan's morning routine video. That's how I came across beard content on YouTube. And so, um, it's like, I, I could, you know, I could do this. I put some videos up, just had some fun with it. And, uh, you know, the further, further along things went, you know, it got, you know, more fun and started doing live streams and getting to know more people. Um, did that for a while. Um, I guess we can talk about my split personality, like the multiple channels and stuff. Right. Oh, we so, could definitely get down that because if I was going to do an interview, I would probably start it off with either the man that has a Christmas tree up year round. <laughs> I love your wife. Your wife is probably the, okay, I'm going to shout your wife, your wife out right now. Oh, go for it. She, this is, this is the one thing that I think is, I think another thing that highlights you as a content creator is that your wife, whatever you have your, uh, I guess your niche at the time, because you were Ken bluegrass bearded. And then you were Ken, the content coach, every single time that you changed your, like, I guess, platform, or like we said, the niche, she was right there behind you. She changed it from Mel, the content coach's wife, or I I don't remember what exactly it was, but she's, I mean, she supports you in everything that you do. So shout out her. Like she's definitely your, your do or die right there. I mean, she's, she's amazing. She helps me with idea. I mean, she just, when it comes to beard products, she smells everything that comes in and we talk about scents and she's helped me behind the scenes, like help companies with scents. I mean, she really gets into it as far as her name goes. Um, it's funny you say that because she did change, you know, her YouTube moniker every time I did that. But this last time she said, look, I'm not changing my name again. So now she's mailed the cookie <laughs> queen and that's it. <laughs> and I think that that probably fits because like I was kind of, I, I guess I was kind of not taken back, but like you went from the, I mean, we all knew that you were going from content uh, for beard reviews to content coaching. So what made you go? I want to know what kind of brought you down that whole road of the uh, true crime. Cause that was kind of a shocker for me. Cause I really didn't take you as a guy that was into that part. And I didn't know if maybe you were reaching for like that niche for that female like side of things. Was that what it was? No. So, you know, it's funny. We, um, it really comes down to like just my, my life at that point. Um, you know, doing beard reviews, doing that kind of stuff is, is time consuming, right? Um, 
And then jumping into content coaching, which, you know, I did that because I had, you know, I, I was helping people behind the scenes. Like people want to know how do I do these things and videos that I do and things like that. So I was like, you know what? I kind of like doing this. So I started doing some content coaching, mainly YouTube and TikTok. Um, and then, so, uh, what it was July. 2022 the last couple of years have flown by man time you know as we get older time yeah. goes so fast dude i don't um, want to know i don't want to actually believe it but it's true it it absolutely and i'm is. not that old I, I mean you and i aren't aren't that big of difference in age i'm 35 you're 42 i believe right right 42 so all my friends are your age outside of my two best friends who are my exact age but after i hit probably 35 years feels like it was only maybe two years that, that's how it feels to me. And that's what's crazy. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's so fast, dude. So, like, July 2022, um, it came down to my personal life. I had less time to actually really devote to creating content. So, um, I stepped out of the content coaching at that point only because of what was going on. I retired from the Army in July 2022. Um, and I got a new job, um, civilian job, you know, private sector job. But I had to learn that new job. Like I've been doing the same job for so many years. And, you know, when you make a big life change like that, you have to learn, man, this is new. Like my entire routine has changed. We were planning a move from Kentucky to Wisconsin. So there was just so much going on personally that I didn't have time to devote to creating content on, on that level. So um, but I still wanted to do something right um, around the same time. That's when the uh, Christmas, um, the Christmas parade thing happened. So the guy that drove his SUV to the Christmas parade. I really got into that trial. Now, you asked me a second ago about true crime. We, me and Mel both love true crime. We watch true crime documentaries and TV shows. Like that's, that's our thing. We always watch it. So I, I already had an interest in it, always have. And so when that Christmas parade thing happened, it just so happens that I live in the county. Um, now I, I was still in Kentucky then, but this is where my wife is from. Uh, my niece was at that parade. And so I got really, really into that trial and just started creating content about that. Um, so that was a way to, uh, uh, to really talk about something like that, that parade thing and that trial really hit close to home. Right. And it still gave me an outlet to create content with my busy schedule. So I just kind of fell into doing that. So that's really how that happened. Well, because I think I, I do remember like you were also like, was it 2020 that you also went on this fitness journey of, uh, I guess, bettering yourself after 40. Was that what it was? No. Was that so 20, that was, that's more recent. That's more recent. Oh, so I, I did a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit from like, you know, 2020 to 2023, I was doing a little bit like I managed to lose a little bit of weight, but um, wasn't really, you know, doing enough. Um, it was January 2023 is when I really started getting serious about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is and this is probably what you said. I think I saw a previous one. You lost. What was it? 70? No. Who was it? No, that was. That was Cruz that lost 70 pounds at one time, wasn't it? Or is that you? Uh, well, I'm down almost 100 pounds from my heaviest weight right now. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, from Cruz the military. That's what it was. It was that military picture that you had. That's what it was. Yeah. From so, yeah. Okay. when I got, so, so just to clarify, um, I left active duty in 2005. I got hurt. Um, and then after that, I was an Army civilian for, you know, 20 years, whatever that is. Um, basically, from 05 to 2022, I was an Army civilian. So, um, you know, what comes with that? I still work for the army, but there's no PT. There's no, you know, you don't have any of that going on. Right. So, um, because I got hurt, I couldn't run anymore. I stopped doing anything because I used to love running so much. And when I couldn't run, dude, I, I was like, I, I don't want to use the word depressed. I never know how to tell the story. I, I don't, I won't say I was depressed, 
But I was like, man, if I can't run, I'm not doing anything because I loved running so much. Um, Down in the dumps? Yeah, I guess so. And, and when you when you do that, when you don't do anything, it, the way that I like to eat, you naturally put weight on. So that's what happened to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm an I eater. mean, now, I mean, at least Dave can't ever say anything about your treadmill again. I, I don't know if you still have that treadmill that was also like a, a, a clothes rack or whatever it was. It was a it was dust a, collector. It was a clothes rack for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> now, have a treadmill, do have but okay. no, I don't have a treadmill, but um, I have a whole gym full of treadmills and stair steppers, but I don't have time for treadmills. I'm too busy doing deadlifts and squats and all that I fun stuff. I can never get into running. I was always a swimmer, like long distance swimming. It just, it was much more enjoyable. And after they actually invented the MP3 player that you could take in water, it was a total different ball game. Like, I loved swimming already. That just added to it. Like one time I swam for like two and a half hours without realizing it because my MP3 player died and that's how much charge I had to it. Oh, wow. I got out and I was so depleted of calories that I couldn't lift my arms when I got out. So when I went, I ate four burritos from Chipotle. Like that's how hungry I was. Like I've never been that hungry in my life. Those are big burritos too. Oh, I killed them. Like it was easy. (laughs) I mean, this was also back when I was actually like, Kind of like what you're doing now. Like I was lifting and I was prepping all my meals and stuff like that. And I think that's also another reason why I kind of got burned out on it is on top of that was wrestling. I was a wrestler in high school, swimming. I think I burned myself out by being too strict on myself to where I was eating. I was eating a chicken breast every four hours and rice every four hours for probably two and a half, three years when I was working in a hospital. And I just was like, I think I burned myself out one on chicken. So like whenever I hear chicken, I'm like, uh, is there steak an option? Cause it's right. like, hey, you were, you were doing that a lot more strict than what I do for sure. Yeah, well, I had a different goal in mind. My goal was to be like, I didn't want to necessarily be a CrossFitter, but I wanted to be, have the physique of, um, rich Froning. That man has like probably the, the best physique for people my age. Like, I think he's actually my age and he was the world's fittest man for seven years in a row. So I had a goal. I just didn't want to be a CrossFitter. That was just right. too intense for me. So uh, you, you know what it was with running for me? I, I didn't like running either when I first started. I mean, of course in the army, you're forced to do all this stuff. So you, you have to embrace the suck and do it whether you want to do it or not. Um, but you know, the army, what it became. So when I was in Fort Jackson, uh, finished basic training and AIT at Fort Jackson. And then somehow I, ended up staying there as a, you know, my first duty station. So I was at Fort Jackson for about two years. Um, and there was a group of uh, some dudes I've become really good friends with, but they were awesome runners. And, you know, we're all in the army. I mean, most of us are a bunch of alpha males and we all want to beat each other and, you know, do the best. So it just became like this competition thing, like who could run the best? Um, you know, sometimes I was the fastest, sometimes I wasn't like, it was true competition. Um, I was an A group runner, which a group runner, um, you're running, uh, five to six minute miles, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, dude, we were killing it. And, uh, when I got hurt again, after that, I couldn't run anymore. I've, I've tried to run since then. I just can't do it. But anyway, that's how I came to love running was the, the competition, just trying to beat the next guy, you know, even without the competition, you liked it that much even afterwards. Oh, dude, it or became always have the competition. No, I mean, so even, no, after the army, I mean, that competition wasn't there for sure, but it's kind of like, you know, me lifting weights now, it becomes a natural part of your life at that point. Like when you've done it for so long and you've, you've gotten good at it, like this is now what I am. I'm a runner. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, because of my injury, I can't run my, my ankles and my knees just, you know, hurt me for days when I do. So 
Um, yeah, those days swimming? are over. What's that? Have you ever tried swimming? Um, so like not, laps. not like that. No, no. Oh man. It is so like now for somebody who I'm assuming you listen to music whenever you do any type of cardio, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. I listen to music. I highly all the time. suggest if you ever decide to go try swimming, like first of all, I highly suggest you wear a head cap just to hold the headphones in, but get a waterproof MP3 player. It will change your whole aspect. Like I hated swimming. Like there's only two things I ever wanted to quit in life. When I went to my grandmother's house, she had me pull weeds and I hated pulling weeds. That was the worst thing in my life. Right. And then I had an opportunity and met some kids in the neighborhood that were on swim team. I knew I didn't want to pull weeds. So I joined the swim team. And when I started swimming for that first week, I wanted to quit that, but I didn't want to pull weeds. So I just stuck with swimming and I began to love swimming and there was no competition in it. It was just the fact that you're alone. Like you can't hear anything when you're in the water, whether you have headphones in or not, like you can't hear anything. And it's just you staring at a line. And you're working on something that's, you're working against yourself and that's really it. Just, just like building up to either lifting weights or running that five minute mile or six minute mile. The swimming thing is like perfecting either a flip or just swimming for this amount of time. So like my first time ever swimming in my life, I got first place and I don't know how, like it was a long distance swim. I just wasn't as gassed as I would be if I ran. Right. And I was not necessarily the fittest person in the pool, but when I got into football, like after that, like I had some of the best muscle, like strength, upper body strength that I've ever had in my entire life. It was, it was a little weird just because I didn't want to wear a speedo. Like that was the weird thing for me for swimming. But now <laughs> right. that I didn't have to wear a speedo. I could just throw in some headphones, put on a head cap and swim for two and a half hours. And the time just flew by. Yeah. I, I think that I would probably get in a pool now. Like my problem for the last 15 years has been as overweight as I was. Like I just, there's no way I want to take my shirt off and get in a pool. I think I would do it now, but I don't think I would still wear a speedo. I think that I'm with you. I think that'd be right, weird. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's especially the ones that are like built like for the bikini style. That was way too weird for me. And right. then they finally went to the ones that look like shorts. So I was totally fine with that. But I mean, I just hated running. Like I liked rowing, swimming, and then like doing the aerodyne type bikes, like the ones with a fan on them. I didn't like the treadmill. The ellipticals were kind of okay. It was better than a treadmill. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you but, the treadmill, I don't like treadmills either, but what I do like about a treadmill is two really good workouts on a treadmill. One, um, three and a half miles per hour, 10% incline for 30 minutes. Um, oh, yeah. Is a fantastic workout. And then also do that backwards. Oh, walk backwards on the That's treadmill. Some- that's some David Goggins stuff. Yeah, I mean, not at a ten, not at a uh, uh, what I say, oh, not ten the incline. Not yeah, at, not at that ten. high of an incline. You want some incline to it, not that high. That's really good yeah. for your knees, honestly. Um, if you oh, have like knee pain and ankle pain, like, like I do, self spinning is that like the self spinning one or the actual motor one? It's still a motorized treadmill. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, you may be able to do it on the other type, but what I'm talking about is uh, a standard treadmill. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if I've got my coordination in my legs enough. Like I've got. I've got legs that are built kind of like a fullback. Right. It's kind of weird. Like I can't find like certain jeans that'll fit me right. Like they might say the relaxed fit. They're still going to look like skinny jeans no matter what. Right. And I'm short, so that doesn't help at all. Look, I live in Wisconsin. And I work from home. So like I'm usually, uh, I, c- I come home from the gym in the morning. So I get up and go to the gym at 445. I come home by 630. I'm putting on clean gym clothes to make the trek downstairs to go to work. So um, I don't wear a lot of Mark jeans Wahlberg. anyway. Modern day Mark Wahlberg right here. Right. Four forty five. I didn't know that came twice a day. 
It sure does, man. It sure does. Yeah. That's another thing you get used to though, man. My alarm was off 445 and f- most of the time I'm, I'm right up. Um, sometimes if I've been up late the night before, it's kind of rough, but, um, yeah. I mean, 445 is like pushing it for me, but like, I'm usually up between 530 and six just for work. But that whole early morning workout thing, I, I always benefited from it just because it was a routine thing. So like when I'm in sports, as long as it's early in the morning and I knocked that out first thing in the day, I had other things to like, I guess, almost gift myself, like whether it would be like a 30 minute nap or whatever. Yeah. Not That's only usually that, how I, yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but when you get up and do the early morning workout, so it feels great to get up and do a, a workout. So I'm at the gym by five o'clock. Um, the gym's two minutes away. Um, it feels great to get that early workout in and you've, you've accomplished something for the day already before six 30, you know, it's, 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 it just, for me, man, I don't know if everybody feels this way, but for me, it sets the tone for my entire day because I've already accomplished something. Um, so at that point I've done probably the hardest thing I'm going to do all day. Um, now are you going to start doing ice baths? You know, I've talked about that. Um, I've seen the people, that's pretty manly right there. Like that's some, that's some Viking type stuff. In my opinion, like, I, I don't know. I don't like too hot, too much heat on certain areas of my body. And that's usually below the waist and too much ice. Like it just doesn't mix well with me. I'm, no, I'm with you, when man. it comes to heat and cold. I'm with you, man. I've read all about the benefits and I've seen people doing it. There's a guy that does it. I don't remember his name. Um, Joe, Joseph or something. He blew his account up doing this, just doing ice baths. That's all he did. Um, I blew mm-hmm. up his, uh, his TikTok and Instagram doing this, but, um, yeah, he so he's up further north than I am. Like he's, I think actually, I think he's in Canada, um, and he does his ice ice bath outside. Even during the winter, he was outside doing an ice bath every morning. Yeah, there's a guy here that he's a uh, he owns the um this local gun company and Primal Beef Jerky. He's one of the co-owners of that. That I he's oh. they're the sponsor of the other podcast that I do. Right, you've heard of Primal, haven't you? Dance oh yeah, for him. sure. Yeah, uh, he he would wake up at like this was back in January, he'd wake up with like a 15, 20 pound weight and crush all the ice in like this stock tank because it would yeah. freeze overnight and he would just break that barrier. That's just not me. Like that. I'd, I'd rather get up early and run on a treadmill for 30 minutes and get in an ice bath. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, man, but I'm trying to convince myself to do it because I've seen all these other people do it. I think I could probably handle it, but so far I've not convinced myself that I can handle it. See, in your area, it'd be good because it gets so cold. Like with me, I would have to buy those bags of ice. And I just, I mean, I'm a baller on a budget. Yeah. $9.99 for a 25-pound bag of ice. It's just, and if it's not cold enough, what's the point in doing it? Like, Yeah. And I mean, they make they make those ice bath, um, what do they call them, tubs or whatever that yeah, um, you can connect plunges. to a water hose and let it cycle. But um, but those things, I don't, know if, I don't know if you've seen those, but they're like six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars I don't, I'd rather get a sauna. Yeah, right. I don't have that money. I'll just stay in the cold red, shower. One of those steam rooms or whatever. Right. Yeah. Give me a cold shower. And then I feel, I, I mean, I thought cold rinsing like my face, like that also wasn't for me. I quit that after one week. Like now that's not for me either. Yeah. I know there's some of the, some of the other beard guys are big on the, on the cold rinse, but I, I don't enjoy that cold rinse. I don't know. I'm sure it works. Hey, it, if it works for you, more power to you. It's just not my thing. Like I, that's not how I want to get up. Yeah, I'm sure that it works too. The problem is that water doesn't stain your beard. It runs to other places and I don't enjoy cold water. So Right. And <laughs> I just now got a shower head that comes off, so now I could probably strictly spray just my face, but it's still nothing that I that I in particularly care for just in on my body whatsoever. But I do see how a polar plunge like 
like the whole science behind it, like it burns certain fats and stuff like that and raises your testosterone level. So, but with your fitness thing, like what I've noticed about you is that like you are like you're 42 years old. Now, are you also, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about this. Are you doing any type of like TRT or anything like that, like testosterone or anything like that? Yeah. So I use a testosterone supplement from, um, it's from genius brand. Um, it's something I read about that, um, it was highly researched, really good ingredients. So I do take that, um, uh, to try to help. Cause like you said, I'm in my forties, man, at this point, I mean, I'm not getting younger. Um, no. so, you know, I, I, I think that helps a little bit, I think with that, you know, growth and just that extra boost of testosterone that we need for that. But, um, uh, it's funny you say that though, because I did, um, so there's an Evolt. So my gym, they do this Evolt body scan. Once a month, you're able to do this as part of your membership. And it scans your entire body. And uh, this thing told me that my biological age, my health age is 39. So doing something right. Seems to be working. Yeah, well, it's probably just the whole fact that you switched your whole life around. I mean, you went did a complete 180, didn't you? You uh, went from doing nothing to doing something literally every day. No, oh, absolutely. 180 my butt off the couch and ate better food and went to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. How long did that take for you to build up to like get into that routine? Was it like a, was it, was that the hardest part of it was just getting that routine down and sticking to it? Or was it deciding when to kind of like how you say, just hit record and like make your content? Was it like actually doing it or was it actually getting on that routine and setting a standard for yourself? It was really a switch went off in my head, man. I, I always tell people like when, when some, when you're trying to create new habits or when you're like, if somebody decides that they need to stop using, you know, I don't know, stop using tobacco or stop anything that somebody wants to change, right? There's, you can listen to other people, try to motivate you and tell you why you need to do that stuff. But until you get it in yourself that you need to change that for whatever reason, it's just likely not going to happen. So, um, the switch went off for me because the VA put me on cholesterol medicine. Um, blood pressure was high. All kinds of stuff. Like I, I, w- I won't say that I was necessarily in danger. I mean, I guess I was close to like stroke level blood pr- uh, blood pressure, but it was that kind of stuff for me that really, like, once I knew that, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done because you know I'm I'm only 41 at that point. Um, I'm too young for this crap, so I'm I'm changing this now. And after that, that switch flipped, and then it was instant. I mean, I, I stopped chewing strictly for this because I didn't want to sound like Boomhauer with something in my mouth. Right. So I, I mean, I didn't do anything good for myself by switching to this stupid thing, but I do think that my dentist is probably happier. I mean, just with hygiene with the mouth, but like, like you said, like you, you have to want to quit or want to do better yourself to actually get that ball rolling. But I think that what I would struggle with the most is just getting on that routine and fixing it into what I call my routine now. And that would be like, either waking up a little bit earlier to get a workout in so that I could do the other stuff throughout the day, kind of like this schedule that stuff a little bit later. Now, would you say that like with your health benefits, did you notice a big change? Like with your beard? Like, I mean, you were, you Dan C and everybody else has, I mean, we all have beards that are in the beard community. Now, did you notice a change when you switched your health with your beard? I definitely noticed, and I'll tell you why I noticed this. I noticed the rate of growth definitely increased, and I noticed a little bit more thickness and fullness. Um, and I'm going to say that's a combination of all that testosterone being raised naturally by the workouts, and then I'm taking a supplement. Uh, but I think just the overall general health, and I'll tell you why I noticed that, because back in June, I went to a barbershop here locally. Um, I had So I work from home, but I, back in June, I had to travel um, to my where my office is, which is in Ohio. 
And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get a beard trim. I'm going to go have a pro beard trim done just to, you know, show up and look good. And we're going to go meet the president of the company. Like I want to, you know, this dude, he did not listen when I told him what I wanted and my beard, he chopped half of it off. And I was like, good Lord, it looked terrible. Um, so I roll, I mean, I have no choice but to roll with it, but that was June. Um, and that, so that's, uh, what, three, four months ago. And it's already like came back almost to where it was. I mean, I've noticed the rate of growth has really, really increased since getting better health. Um, drinking more water every day because part of this, I'm drinking a gallon of water every day without fail. Um, and that's, I've noticed that definitely helps. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. It's made a huge difference. And I want, I've always wondered this too. Like, I mean, you moved to, uh, Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin. Yeah. So I wonder if now I've always had this, I guess, opinion in my head is that people that live up farther North and people who live in those colder areas, I think that they also grow thicker beards and Dan C he lives in Michigan, which is like the, they still consider it the Midwest. And I don't know how still to this day, it's still bizarre to me, but he's literally at the pinpoint of where the Midwest ends, but he's in the Northern part of that. Like his beard is like a Viking esque the way that it's growing out. I right. think that those colder states also grow those thicker beers, just acclimate you for the weather that's either going to be coming or just strictly just to get used to that weather. Would you, would, do you think that has anything to do with that scientifically? You know, it's not something I've read a lot about, but I hope that's true because I've only had one winter here so far. If my beard gets thicker, that'll be awesome. I think, I think it says something because like, if you look at people who are in Canada, Alaska and all this, all those Northern areas where it's colder like i've just noticed they just grow facial hair so much more better oh yeah so no. i think that i think that you'll be on that on that verge of being like well maybe this is also why it's growing but i also think the testosterone has 90 percent of what what happened for you yeah there probably is some truth to that because i do think that our blood up here is also a little bit thicker and pumps a little faster because we can still go outside when it's negative 30 and a pair of shorts and a hoodie and we're okay may only stay out there for about a minute and a half but we can handle it for a minute oh yeah and I think that, I think colder weather, I, I mean, those people that live in those colder weathers are much more determined individuals, like the people that live in Boston, New York, and all those, like they just, they wake up and they have to deal with something first thing, just like your workouts, like they got to get up and shovel snow. I don't know if you've ever had to wake up bright and early in the morning or even before just to shovel snow, but I, that's not something I would look forward to by any means. I'll, I think I've only done that about 25 times last winter. So, yeah. Yeah. See, luckily we only had one bad, I guess, maybe two weeks in Kansas. So it's a total different ball game. And you're only, you're probably, you're right above, is that right above Minnesota, right? Yeah. We're, so we're to the um, east of Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. So Minnesota, like, is only eight hours from here. I think, like, the border is. So you're probably another four on top of that, right? So at least 12 minimum. Yeah. Where are you at? Uh, I'm an hour away from Wichita, Kansas. Okay. So yeah, probably, you're probably about right. Yeah. Me and my brother-in-law drove across. Yeah. We drove across Minnesota. Um, dude, this was crazy. Me and my brother-in-law last, um, about two months ago, he bought a new boat and he knew exactly what boat he wanted. So the only one that he could find though was in Western Minnesota. So we left, uh, we left where, where I am in Wisconsin, which is closer, Eastern Wisconsin, close to Lake Michigan. Drove all the way to, all the way across Wisconsin, across Minnesota. It was eight hours there. I think it was eight hours. Picked up the boat, drove eight hours back. Just for the boat. Just for the boat. That's yeah, that's it's did, important did stuff. Did you take it out right, right afterwards or what? 
No, they, um, um, so he had to get it uh, registered and all that stuff. So no, not right after, but I think, uh, two weekends after, I think he had it out. Well, at least he got his money's worth of that. Oh yeah. Eight hours for a boat. I mean, that's a, that's a, that is just to own a boat is another one of those long lived, uh, jobs in itself, I think. Yeah. No, and not only that, eight hours, eight hours one way, we left at midnight. Um, during tornadoes or we had a freaking thunderstorm here with a bunch of tornadoes. So we left here then to go get it. We drove across like part of the roads we had to drive. Cause we live in a small town in the middle of the woods, the roads we had to drive to get to the interstate. Two of those were closed off. We had to turn around, take the long way to the interstate. I mean, it was a, it was a trip to get out that way. So we left at midnight, drove there. We got to the boat shop by nine o'clock that morning. We're probably there for about three hours and then turn and burn came right back. So, Oh man. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, that's the, that's that Packer that Packer uh, mentality, I guess you could say. I don't know. You guys Boats. get to the games. You guys get to no. Just do, you're you're determined to get what you want. So it's whether to get yeah. to the games. Have you been to a game since you moved in? I have not been to a game yet. I've been up to Lambo. I mean, a few times I've been up to Lambo, but never to an actual game yet. Mel's been to several games. So is that going to be on the plan or what? Oh, absolutely. Are you going to be going? Absolutely. I mean, how far away are you from Lambo? About an hour and a half. You're the only, I think you're the only legitimate Packers fan that I know only because of where I live. I'm surrounded by Taylor Swift fans. Swifties. I yeah. mean, Chiefs fans. And that it's, that's getting too annoying for me at times. So I, I don't hate the Kansas City Chiefs. I just hate their fans. So I'm convinced. I'm going to tell you what I'm, I'm convinced that this whole Taylor Swift thing, I think this was, uh, I think this is in the NFL script. That's a joke. I don't think the NFL scripted, but I do think the NFL needed ratings, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the big game this past weekend should have been Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes again, right? Aaron now with the Jets. Um, of course, Mahomes, great quarterback. I do think that that was a, uh, that was going to be a big thing for the NFL. And then, of course, you know, we know Aaron Rodgers with his so Achilles. They needed something else that's bigger. Yeah, so I think Taylor Swift was that thing. Travis Kelsey just happens, happens to be the lucky guy, I guess. Did you see that they had on their Twitter, they had Taylor Swift as their, like, the NFL had Taylor Swift as their, like, uh, what do they call that on the background? Not the actual icon picture, but the... Uh, yeah, their cover photo or whatever. Yeah, the cover photo. Like, they yeah. had individual pictures of her, and I guess fans were complaining about it, so they took it down. Like, millions of fans. They lost, like, 3 million people, 3 million followers or whatever. I'm it's, telling it's you, man, out of hand. I'm telling you, Taylor, Taylor Swift to the NFL, it was scripted 100%. Well, I think that uh, this, I think her bringing the Swifty fandom to the NFL helped them for sure, but I don't see how this is going to help the NFL at all. You know, it's like, so funny. Oh, go ahead. You know, what's so funny about that whole thing is that you saw people on like, and I don't know how much of this was real or, or genuine or, or not, but you saw so many people that like don't watch the NFL, but they're Swifties, right? And they're talking about, you know, she went and made this guy. This guy's name is Travis Kelsey. She, she's making this guy famous. Like, no, nah, listen, oh, I he's, saw that. He's, he was famous already. The guy <laughs> turned around. He's like, are you serious? Yeah. His wife said that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. That was, that was funny. I mean, she's still always going to be bigger than Travis Kelsey. Now, out of the Kelsey brothers, I think Jason Kelsey is my cup of tea over Travis. I mean, just his uh, demeanor is much better than, like, better than Travis's in my opinion. Cause I've yeah. hung around people like Travis Kelsey and like, they've never been my cup of tea. Like they're usually the person the reason why I leave because they get either too loud or rambunctious. Right. But 
he could have done so much better than Taylor Swift. Like, come on, man. Go I'm get some Laney Wilson. Go get some was, Laney Wilson. Right. It was scripted. I, I, that's that's what the NFL, the NFL, the NFL paired them. That's how that happened. I'm surprised it wasn't JLo. If she wasn't married, it would be JLo. Right. Or Demi yeah. Moore. One of those right. two. Yeah, Taylor Swift's just the the popular. But I know what you mean. Jason Kelsey from the from them two guys, Jason Kelsey is more of the family guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen the video of him and his daughter? Um, Jason Kelsey was tucking his daughter into bed one night, and I guess his wife was oh. probably filming this or whatever. But this was after um, after the, the Super Bowl, I guess. Um, and the daughter was like, she was like, "Daddy, you lost," and he was like, "Yeah, but that's okay. Uncle Travi won. We're happy for Uncle Travi." And she's like, yeah, we're happy for Uncle Travi. <laughs> so he's like oh, the family I saw that guy. One. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. And then the one where he's, have you seen the one where he's uh, covering his daughters in the giant trash cans? No, I've not seen that. Oh, yeah. He, I think it's training camp, but he's covering. Have you seen the documentary of him, Kelsey? No. That, I've got so much. I've got even that much more respect for Travis, uh, Jason Kelsey. Just, I mean, he's worried about what, like, other like i guess players have nothing to really talk about like they're not really talking about it because they don't think it could happen to them but that's the first thing he talks about is like the concussions and stuff like that and that's really why he was contemplating retirement is that he wants to be there for his kids when they get older he wants to be able to walk him down the aisle i mean he's got three daughters he's a girl dad i mean right so you can definitely see why he wants to worry about that but i think this could probably be his last season especially if he doesn't win I yeah. think that he might call it quits, but I think it's probably the best for him. I mean, he's a center, so he gets hit more than any other lineman that's on the line, probably. Right, every 40 so, seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's probably the most athletic lineman that we've seen in our day. I mean, I don't know if you've seen, uh, have you seen the movie called Greater? No. It's like a, it's like one of those, I guess, churchy type, uh, not churchy, but it was like, I think, filmed by the same people that did like, uh, what was it? Other, uh, Facing facing the Giants and stuff like that. You, oh, you know I know what you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah, I don't remember the guy's name, but yeah, that church that does those yeah, movies. That, yeah, but none of those people are in it. It's got the guy from, uh, um, the, uh, oh, what, rugby. It's a rugby movie where him and his son, the dad's the coach, and the son gets in trouble. He gets sent off to like this boys' camp, and it turns out that his dad was actually at this same team. You know what I'm talking about? They do that. I don't uh, know. Apparently, I haven't seen Indian War Chant. Oh man, I just I like sports movies, but I watched this movie called Greater, and I knew nothing about it. Like Arkansas's offensive guard or something like that. Pretty good movie. If if you haven't seen it, I I would recommend watching it just for the like I didn't know anything about this guy, and it happened back in the nineties, like late nineties. So it's a pretty good movie. You said Arkansas. Is this the one where he was a walk on for the team? Yep. And he was he was kind of overweight, and they picked on him and. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the coach had told him when he first went up there for an unofficial visit that he was too small and he would never play in the SEC. So he's like, okay. So then he gained. He went from like two two seventy to like three hundred and sixty four pounds in a matter of like eight months. Right. So he did it very unhealthily, but he was a walk on. And then the coach started working with him. It's a great movie. I mean, for the budget that it was and the people that are in it, I I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to look it up because if it's what I think you're talking about, I've seen clips of it on TikTok. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like uh, you see him, he said, that's going to be me one day while he's eating chips and the, his brother calls him cheesecake. Yeah, I need to look this up. It sounds like yeah, my kind of movie. Pretty yeah, good. I, lo- I love sports movies too. Uh, what's your favorite sports movie ever? See, that's, that's a trick question. So like 
for different reasons, I have, I mean, football movies have always like came close for me being a part of that wrestling movies for sure. But I would say that it's an old eighties movie and I always forget it. It's uh, where his dad wants him, wants to come and watch him wrestle. And he said, you know, you here, let me look it up. I always okay. forget it. It's a long movie, but it was made yeah. back in the eighties. You might. Um, and there's yeah. a clip on TikTok from it too. Oh, okay. Mine's older too, but I'll, I'll, I will let you look that what's up. Your, Mine's an older yours? movie also. Mine is Brian's song. The original and, one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I almost hate to say that as a Packers fan, but, um, cause it's about the bears, but it's such a great movie, man. That's, that's one movie that I'll tell you that movie. I cried a little bit. That, that one I did. It's definitely sad. Vision quest. I'm going to write that one down too. Like, I, I wouldn't say that I got uh, teary-eyed, but just, like, the things that he says in it, the dad, like, he asked his dad, like, in one of the scenes, he's like, why are you going to cut work and come watch me wrestle? And he says, uh, he just sat down and watched something on the TV about, um, who was that big soccer player back in the 80s that, like, uh, not Pompey? or Pele? Yeah, Pele. He said, I watched this guy do a complete uh, backflip, and while he was up in the air, he kicked a ball into a net. And he said, nobody in the, in the history, like you're, you're going to watch sports for the moment, not for who's in that moment. Right. He said, yes, you're my son, but you're a great wrestler. I'm going to come watch you for this. And like, he goes on the spiel and it just gives you goosebumps. It's very, it's very, uh, remember the Titans like, okay. I flew that one up too. It's an older one for sure. But, uh, I mean, there's so many, like, there's a reason sports movies never get rated number one and they just make too many of them. But there are good sports movies. Like, I really dig the program. I think that was, like, 1995. Like, I would watch that to get pumped up before football. Yeah, um, that's a good movie. Rocky was always great. I'm yeah. not a big Creed fan, though. I think they've overdone it. I, You know, it's funny. I have refused to watch the Creed movies because I'm with you. I think I think Rocky should have stopped, honestly, at Rocky IV. That Rocky V was yeah, not Rocky V was – I take that. No, you can't say that because Balboa was awesome. Balboa was pretty good. I, okay, I did see Balboa. Balboa is the one where he comes back to train his son, right? No, uh-uh. He comes back. He's a restaurant owner of... Uh, his restaurant name is uh, Adrian's, and he's an Italian res- restaurant owner. And what he does in his restaurant, fans come to his restaurant to try his food that he has, like, other boxers that um, uh, that he boxed back in the day. Like, you remember in the very first Rocky, the guy that he beat, barely, Spider? That's what they call him, I think. Right. Yeah, he has people like him working for him in this restaurant. And what he does is he lets fans come in and ask questions and he tells stories to like different tables and stuff like that. It's a totally underrated Rocky movie. Maybe I didn't see it then. Yeah, it's kind of like if Mike Tyson was called out by uh, what Floyd Mayweather. It's imagine that, but Rocky. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Did, did, Did he fight in that movie? He did fight in that movie. That's the one that you see the movie clips of, like, it doesn't matter how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. That's how well right. it is done. He doesn't yeah. train his son. He is training himself because he has something deep down in the basement that he needs to get out. Right. And that's the last time that you see Rocky fight. I need to watch it's it again. It's so good. I it's do so remember good. this now, but I don't remember it enough. Apparently, I didn't watch it close enough. I enjoyed it just because it was... It was almost the first, I guess, remake that they actually did well. Like, I hate remake movies. Like, don't remake something that did great. 
Right. And in my opinion, I will say this, and I will say it proudly, top, the second Top Gun was better than the original. Was it? I haven't seen it. I don't like the whole love story thing, like with Top Gun, what they did with it. So that's why I really enjoy this one, because they focused on the relationship with Goose and the son. And that's what right. I like. Yeah, I need to watch I it. I have not really seen good. that. I don't it's know. It's on man, Amazon, because... man. Come on, man. Well, you can do this then, while, you're, while you're biking or something. I, well, I can do this after we're done here, right? And I can go watch it. No, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I would say watch it during a workout to get you motivated. Like, okay. there's some scenes in that movie that get you, like, pumped. Like, Tom Cruise is hands down the best Hollywood actor we've ever seen. Nothing's ever going to talk. And he's paid how much he's paid for reasons, and you can't argue why. Like, he does right. his own stunts. He's, I mean... He's very dedicated to what he does, kind of like with you do with fitness and stuff like that. And you really have to give respect to that, in my opinion, because yeah. if you don't give respect to those people, we won't have anybody else like it. Yeah. And that's absolutely. where I think that people, people that talk bad about people who demand more of, uh, uh, of people who work for them. I mean, that's what builds character in my opinion. Like if it wasn't for my coaches talking down on me when I did something wrong, I wouldn't have ever corrected myself. Yeah, I wouldn't have ever strived to do better. And that's where I think that uh, I feel bad about kids that are growing up in today's day and age. They're not given that uh, challenge in life. So they're going to always expect to succeed, even though they didn't do good. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I don't know if you see that with your kids. I don't have kids, but I couldn't imagine growing up in today's day and trying to, I guess. The percentage of people who go to the NFL from college is, or from high school even is less than a half of a percent. So I couldn't imagine what it is now. I mean, you have to be good at something to get somewhere. And right. If you're not good and nobody's challenging you on something you're doing wrong, then how do you ever expect to be any better than what you were yesterday? Yeah. No, I'm with you 100% with my kids. I mean, the thing that I'm even a little more um, big on with my kids is that you have to work for what you want, right? Nothing yeah. in this world is free. Nothing in this life is free. Anything that's worth it, you got to work for. So my daughter, 14 years old, she just started her first job um, two weeks ago. She's at a pumpkin farm picking pumpkins. Um, you know, easy job, but she's oh, out there doing the hard work, man. Lifting pumpkins up onto a wagon. I wouldn't and say that's easy for a, how old is she? She's 14. 14. I mean, that's not easy. Picking pumpkins. I mean, depending upon how big that pumpkin is. Yeah. I mean, so what I mean, it's, it's easy as in what you're doing. It's repetitive. Like you're just picking pumpkins up, but you're right. As far as the physical part of it, I mean, these pumpkins are, you know, I don't know know how much a pumpkin weighs, but you're doing this over and over and over and loading them up on this trailer. Yeah. And that's probably why I quit some of my job is because it was too repetitive and I knew what I was coming into every day. And that's the only downfall I would say about those types of jobs. But if I didn't have those jobs, I wouldn't know what I would want to be good at. Right. If I knew I didn't want to pit pumpkins my entire life, I wouldn't know that I would want, like, I never saw myself working where I'm working by any means, but my job is probably the best job you can have in the field of corrections. Like I actually get to see the good side of corrections. I guess if there is a good side of corrections, I mean, I don't know if you know what I do, but like I organize all the, um, I'm a sit, like, if you were to think about this job in your head, it would be an athletic director for the prison. So I organize all the intramural sports. You have to have a job to do intramural sports. So I have to be the one to check that kind of like with grades. So if you have a DR or a a disciplinary report and I think that you shouldn't play, then I can hold you back. Okay. Yeah, no, that is awesome. People that are, I mean, like that's the, like if, if we didn't have athletics, they would find something else to do. So my job is to find something positive for them to do rather than lash out at other staff. 
probably goes that's, probably goes a long way towards that rehabilitation, right? I think that's. I mean, athletics is probably the biggest rehabilitation I think we have in corrections, whether or not somebody wants to admit it or not. Yeah. But the first thing is, is I think is to get the individual to realize whatever it is that they did was wrong. Like if you can't do that, then you're not going to go anywhere down the road with them. Right. And that's, that's the nature of the beast with the, with a human being. If you can't get them to actually think about what they did, then I think they're at a lost cause at that point. Yeah. And no, then I'm after with you, that, then, and then after that, that's when you have to actually start building the character up. I mean, you either have to point out what they're doing that is wrong is wrong. I mean, yeah, we're not supposed to be negative, but me being in my area, I've got enough rapport and res- respect from some of the guys that I can actually point out, dude, you're slacking ass. Pick it up. I mean, I can actually say that and they don't get offended by it. Right. Now, no, I you. might have one of those people. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think people need to know that what they did wrong is wrong, right? I, I won't go into details, but I've got a family member who is um, who has been in prison for the last, um, good Lord, seven years at this point, six or seven years, um, did something, um, not the worst thing she could have done, but did something very, you know, she, she, she deserves to be where she's at and she knows it. Um, she's close to getting out, but, um, I think if she doesn't know that what she did was wrong, then she's just going to probably repeat it or, or do something to get herself back in a similar situation. So there has to be that accountability. And yeah, I know what I did was, was messed up and I can't ever do that again. And I think that what you can actually say, instead of saying messed up, you were being, you were unproductive. Like you weren't being productive in today's society. And to be productive, you have to figure out what you're good at. You have to figure out what you have a passion for other than breaking the law, of course. So, right. Why don't we stop talking about me and get back to you? I need to get back to your Ken Conson thing. Like you've went from bluegrass bearded content coach. Now, did you have your name changed to the true crime? Was it true crime Ken or something like that? Or no, it was. So I was, um, Ken Sconson on that also. Ken Sconson was just something I came up with just for that platform. And then it's funny when I came back. So, um, I missed the beard stuff. And so when I came back, um, I didn't want to change my name again because I already changed my name so many times. It's ridiculous. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it like this. And bluegrass bearded wouldn't have worked anyway because I'm no longer in Kentucky. And that's really what Unless that's from. Like bluegrass. Yeah. Yeah. So I just stuck with Ken's Constant. So, um, but yeah, during the true crime days, that's what it was. Okay. So what, like you missed the, the beard content, like not just the reviews, but also the, the camaraderie between the group is what I'm thinking. Now, did somebody reach out to you and say, Hey man, I wish you were back. I had people always that, that, you know, said that kind of stuff to me. I mean, do you know, cause you're around the people in the beard community that, you know, 99% are amazing people. Um, the live stream, the chats are awesome. The, um, it's just a fun thing to be a part of so many good people. Um, so definitely missed that. I'd say probably more than anything. Um, and there were some people that, you know, I, I, even over those couple of years, it was 18 months that I was not doing beard stuff. But I was still in close contact. I was hanging out in some live chats still and still chatting with some people every day. And um, yeah, I, I missed all of that. I mean, I missed mainly the, I guess, probably the name. Like, I, I love confrontation, not like me, like, like badgering somebody. But like if somebody wants to lash out and talk smack either to me or to somebody that I care about or whatever it is, like I've got no problem like. I'm quick witted enough to be able to come back at something at them. Right. But in the beard game, like we have that, I mean, you have that every in on every channel you had somebody either 
talking smack about this person or talking smack about that person. And that's really where I kind of fell out of it. I was like, eh, I'm, I'm not, I'm done with this. I was like, yeah. Eh. And that's yeah. really where I stopped following a lot of people. And that's, I mean, that's the nature of the beast in everywhere you go with content creation. Like what I got from it is that people were kind of upset that some people, some people were at the top of their game versus I'm just getting started and I only have 500 followers. Yeah, I think, I mean, if I'm being honest, part of the reason why I did go off and do other things was for the same reasons. It's just a lot of that stuff going on and, and, um, it's just not what I'm about. Um, I'm like you, like, I, I like, not behind a keyboard. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to mess with that behind a keyboard. I'm going to straight up tell you how it is. And that's yeah, yeah. how I've always been. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I won't, I won't speculate on why people are the way they are, but I think you're right. I think there's some of that. Oh, I would, I wasn't asking, I, I don't want you to ever tell me something that like, I just know that that is one of the things of what I've noticed, not just with you, but every person that actually has success in whatever they do on YouTube or Facebook or whatever it is, you have people call them trolls. I'm not going to call them a troll because that's what they want to be. Right. I'm going to call you just pointless like you're you're speaking out of context like nobody's responding to you so why you keep talking like you're not getting what you want and the people that do give them what they want are just the equivalent of them whether they make a video about them or something they said it's like why are you wasting your time when you could have made a different video yeah like you could have made that 30 minute video about why this product is better than that and got way more reviews nobody wants to sit here and listen to your piss partner that's all i'm saying like yeah, that's no, why i was like absolutely it's like just quit just you're feeding the beast is all you're doing and that's really where i kind of stopped listening to like certain not even big channels even like that was the crazy thing i like one person that i would say was consistent with the way he was across the line now he wasn't in and out of the game for long was beard swag he is one like i love that man to death that dude is the nicest guy mike mike's amazing and i hope to have him on i i i I reached out to him, but like he is one guy that I could say, like I could watch anything that he does. He could burn toast and I would probably watch it. Right. Yeah, he does close to that doing the barbecue good. stuff. Yeah. I love his barbecue stuff. I love his, um, just the way that he's very Jason Kelsey esque. Like he's family oriented. He's just, he doesn't waste his time making a video just to prove a point. Like, no, he wants to, he wants to create something that like he hopes other people are going to like. And that's the goal. Your, yeah. your, I, your ideal job to be a content creator is to create something that not only that you like, but somebody might love Absolutely. or you love and somebody else might like. And that's where I think that the beard game kind of, or the beard group or the beard family that you would, that, that we all call it is, is it's too much of that whole one up type type group sometimes. And that's the only thing that I could see it ever like falling down into the community might not be there within 15, 20 years, but I think Dan is doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And if we had more people like that coming into that group, then it'll never go away. Yeah. I'd say the biggest thing that changed with me from, from going out of the community for a little bit, doing some other things and then coming back is that while I was gone, realizing how much I miss doing this stuff, I don't see any of that stuff now. I don't, and the stuff to me is blocked out. I don't see any of that. I'm here to have fun and, and help where I can and, and just hang out and all the stuff that we're talking about. I don't see it. And if I hear about it, I, it really doesn't bother me. If it distracts from my goals, I, I don't care. Right. Don't I, I don't hear it anymore because I just don't pay attention to it. Like if I see like the title of a video on somebody's channel saying this, this, and this, 
well, I'm not watching that video. I'm not going to waste my time if you're going to waste your time to create a video that has anything to do with that because it's pointless. Yes, yeah, 100%. 100%. Mike, you literally though, wasted your whole goal. You you wasted a video, yeah, for sure. You wasted content time to do that, yeah. Going back to yeah. Mike, yeah, amazing dude. Mike is somebody that, that we, we talk a lot. I mean, we have each other's phone numbers. We're really close. Mike is such an amazing guy, and I he's hinted at coming back. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. And that's when I reached out to him was like the day yeah. before he said that. So I was like, whoa. And it was like, I think I reached out to him right after he got back from his, one of his trips. Like he went on a camping trip and I reached out to him and I saw that. And then he, he did a live stream on Instagram and he was doing a box, like a box opening for a T3 beard, I think. Right. He makes him kill it. He, him and him and the, him and his collabs that he does. I love, Two of your collabs that I know for sure I still have, but his collabs are like, they got that oud in it and it's strong. He like likes that oud stink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, leather and oud, I think, pair up very well together as long as you use the right oud. But you can't go wrong with either one of the, like, I would say my favorite one from yours is either, I would say Bluegrass Trails from um, Copper Johns. Copper Johns. And then you had another one. There was a uh, Ruddy Man. Ready, Ready Man is probably still my favorite that you've done. Derby Day, yeah, Derby. Yeah, Got both I didn't try the prize pie. I haven't tried the prize pie, and that's the one your wife came up with, right? With her? No, was hers was pie? um, hers was Cookie Queen. Oh, Cookie Queen. Okay, yeah. Well, who's who's Prize Pie? Why, am I, why did I say Prize Pie? I don't know. I don't. Is Prize Pie a, a collab? Maybe, I don't know. It just sounded right because your wife bakes. Yeah. No, Cookie Maybe Queen. That's what it was. The, the other, the other baking. Yeah. 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 That was strawberry I, all I know is. That, yeah, all I know is that like that one really hit the it hit the uh, it wasn't too much leather for anybody that doesn't like leather, but it was like the right type of leather for like what they were going for, and that's what I liked about it. Like it wasn't it was like a weathered type leather. It wasn't just like your brand new like car leather, right? If that right. makes sense. And the other stuff that was in there with it complemented really well. So it had the rose, the rose, the rose. Was, so the yeah, entire rose. idea of it, right, was the Kentucky Derby. So. Um, it was the leather saddles, the rose garland, um, mint julep. Um, Are you everything complimented, or do they still have it? Do they still no, have he it? doesn't have it anymore. But um, um, there may be another one in the works. There may be. Mm. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Hot take. But hey, no. But yeah, I loved everything that you have. I don't know if I've tried any other ones that you had. You've had that one. Those two, I know I bought. Now I don't know if do you have any other collabs. Um, so Weatherbeard, we had, um, Bluegrass Bay. That oh, okay. was a, that was a lemon lime fizz, uh, birchwood oud leather. I don't have, I have a couple weathered, Weatherbeard. I think that, wasn't that like your first live stream? Corey was my first live stream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've got a good memory, man. I, I try my best. Like I stick with, uh, with the people that I appreciate. And that's really why I, I had this. I would rather talk to you face to face. If we can't be in the same town, I would rather talk to you like this than over chat. Right, right. But I've sent messages to tons of people, even outside of like the chat, just to say, hey, man, I love this or I love that. Now, I think that this is something that I appreciate more just because I'm working on, I guess, my person skills. And like, it's only going to like when I first promoted to my job after my boss retired. I too had to get on blood pressure pills because I was I wasn't stressed out. I was just overworking myself. Yeah, I've, I've never been depressed and I don't know what that's like. So I couldn't imagine feeling like that. But this I could see like 
being it's just my extracurricular to i guess opposite of what we see on youtube of those extracurricular videos being made about people that either didn't like the way somebody said something or they took it the wrong way or whatever and that's why i appreciate this because i'm getting the full side of things like if i really wanted to ask questions to somebody like like i don't know what happened between you and other places i saw your post about it but it's not my room to ask those questions because i it's not hurting me at all right i've seen the i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny that i don't see things but i'm just saying like i don't have any reason to ask those things so i want to highlight those positive things that we do do and those those positive people that are actually making the content that's what i want to hear about i want to hear about why you do certain things like with your content so like your content coaching i would rather hear about like how did you go about building your tiktok up like that's the stuff that i want to know yeah yeah not not why you had a falling out with somebody yeah, no, you're absolutely. And I very rarely were you, will you ever see something like that on my platform. There was a time where I posted one story, mainly just to squash a very terrible rumor. Um, but other than that, yeah, you will never see that kind of stuff on my platform. I don't That's have the only any time reason. I ever saw it. And I just was like, I'm not even gonna like, I don't even think I tuned into that one because I it had nothing to do with me. It was something you had to get off with other people that were worried about it. And that's just something I just refused to tune into. Like, cause it's really not anything that I was paying attention to because I don't even know what the rumor was. Yeah. So that's are you why talking I about, like, are you talking about a live stream or a post? I don't know. I think you were going to be doing a live stream and you were going to set the record straight for the one last time and get everything off the table. And no more questions were going to be asked about it is what you had posted, right? Yes. So I know what you're talking about. That was a couple of years ago. That was the first and last time I've ever done something like that because exactly like you just said, at the end of the day, it's pointless. Um, yeah, it's a waste of your yeah. time when you could yeah. have made like a two hour video versus an hour and 20 minute live stream yeah. over what the past? exactly like you can't fix it. If, even if it was true or wasn't true, what are you going to do about it? Uh, for sure, man. And I learned that the hard way through that. Yeah, it was, well, it was I, I don't even know how it went. I'm assuming by the way that you're talking, it didn't go as good as you thought it was going to go or the people that showed up were not as interested in that as you were probably to set the record straight. And yeah, they just I mean, to Here's the thing, generally speaking, right? When it comes to content creation, whether you're talking about beards or, you know, podcasting or, you know, name a community, right? You got the fragrance community, you got soaps, you got um, the crafts community, whatever community you're talking food. about. Food, anything. People are here to watch content on that niche. They're not here to hear about the drama that you had between, you know, you and somebody else or what these two people That's have going on behind the scenes. Nobody cares. People are here to see the content that they are signed up to see. And that's what right. our job is to is deliver that content, not, you know, anything else. So, um, yeah, those kind of things you're talking about that I have very few times been involved in. That's something you will never see again. Learn that. Learn that. That. Yeah. See, this People, is where we need John, the flying beardsman, because he he had that sense of humor that he would have taken a video, made a video about like, I don't know if you've ever seen The View. Have you? The View? Um, yeah, you've heard. I, of I know. It, right? I know what it is. I can't say it's like a gossip watch channel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a gossip video or gossip station or whatever it is. Yeah, I see he would have been highlights. the guy to take that. He would have been a guy to take that. Like one of my favorite videos he ever did, and I'm not trying to highlight just him, but the way that he would do the the fill in beard. Do you remember that video that he did? It was like a short clip that he would do. He, he, he did. Goes, I is, probably do. He did so many of those fill in beard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, his Just short videos things. he did like that were hilarious. I loved them. Oh, 
he was a comedian without trying to be like, that's what I enjoyed about his comedy. Yeah. And he was another one that he never really had that whole high school drama stuff on his channel. Right. At least that I'd never saw anyway, but right. Like we just need, we need more of the content rather than the content criticism. Like that's, Abs that's what I would rather see. Absolutely. But let me get to a question that I had for you about the content race. Because you saw time. I mean, we're an hour in, so, but, uh, when you did the content coach, what was the hardest thing for you to actually plan out? Like if somebody came to you at a question, like, did you research that before you gave them an answer or were you always trying to keep up on everything about like video editing or, uh, audio editing and stuff like that? What was your biggest struggle by keeping that going? So I don't know if I call it a struggle, but, um, you know, I mean, man, I, I would say it would be, so I did some TikTok consultations, right? I would, I would look at somebody's TikTok account and give them advice for how to grow their account and, and TikTok specifically, because I don't know why it ever turned out this way, but TikTok is that platform where people will, uh, will they'll create a TikTok account and they will start duetting and just creating videos that everybody else is doing and expect for that to be the way for them to grow. And some people do grow like that, but that is not like you, you even on TikTok, you still have to find a way to be, you know, unique, different than everybody else to get the masses interest in your content. Right. Um, and so I would do TikTok consoles with people and I would, it would, we would schedule it out. They would schedule them, you know, three days before, um, you know, with, so Three days out is was the latest or the earliest I would allow somebody to schedule that. Um, and that gave me some time to go look at their account. I'd look at their videos, how many videos they have, what their average engagement is. Um, I'd look at their bio, their profile photo, their, you know, take a sampling of what is your, what is the main content that you're trying to do? Like, what do I think that your niche is? What do I think that it is you're trying to, the content that you're trying to be known for, Right. I would study that and then I would, we would sit down for our consult. It was an hour. And then I would use, you know, what I looked over and what I determined to try to tell them, okay, so really this is what you want to do. We'd start with the bio. Like you need to do this with your bio. Um, your bio should say something more like this so that when people come to your page, they can tell just by looking at that really quickly what it is they could be deciding to follow. Um, you know, if your content is, if this is what you're doing, here's some suggestions I have for you. So I would say that that was the most time consuming because I would literally study their account. Um, almost every video, depending on how many videos they had. I mean, I had a few that had like thousands of videos already. I didn't go through all those, but for the most part, I would try to go through as many videos as possible. So I'd say that for sure would be the most time consuming. So you actually went to being a like not just a content coach, you were like breaking things down. Like a football coach would break down, like why this play didn't work or why this play did work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember watching a couple of your live streams with like, uh, you had one guy on there that I really liked about the lighting. Like I, I couldn't get lighting down for nothing. And I think I watched that one thinking I would get something out of it. I still couldn't get it. So I just winged it. And my first few like clips that I made were just terrible. Like, and I had like that Brio, uh, it was a 4K camera. I forgot what it was. It was a webcam. Yeah, real 4K, yeah. Yeah, Logitech. Yeah, like, that didn't help nothing. Like, the name in it is what sells it, not what it actually can do, because I still have the camera, and it works for, like, if I want to do in-studio type stuff or in, in the same area. Right. But, like, 
that's the things that I would like, if I was going to look for content, like the people that I go to, like when I, when you were doing all those people that were coming on live, I would tune into those while I was driving around. Like I would take my grandpa shopping every Monday and that's usually when you were doing it between six and seven, I think. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's when I would tune in and I would, I watched that one with the lighting guy. I forgot his name, but he's got a pretty big channel and he, he flies around the country to set people up for content. Right. Yeah, you you're talking, talking about? about you're talking about yeah. What's his? I'm terrible with names right now. He was um, great I, with like the way that he explained certain things, but like if you don't have the right lights, you're not going to get that effect on your camera. Yeah. Like, so this guy's a this guy's a mad. professional. He's a professional videographer. Like he owns yeah. a company that he goes around and makes videos for companies. Um, yeah. That's what this guy does. He'll set up like you know three day long content sessions, and they'll they'll have uh, they'll create enough content for this company to do their thing for like six months to a year they have all the content they need and he does it in three days yeah and the way that he explained it it made sense but if you don't have either the right camera or the right lighting you're not going to get that effect and i didn't get that like mentally i couldn't actually like put that together so for some reason but like if you like what i was going for was that blurred background how how you've got it like if you don't have that type of camera you're not going to get it no matter what type of lighting or what type of computer graphics you have you're not going to get that blur Right. Yeah, it really like comes down to your lens. Camera, right? Yeah. What's that? A mirrorless camera? Is that a mirrorless camera? Yeah. So it's the Sony ZV-E10 is what I use. And I have the Sigma 16 um, lens, which the lens itself is like 800 bucks. It's ridiculous. But the lens is really what makes the difference in that camera for sure. But lighting, I always told people, film with your iPhone. I mean, use your phone. If you have the right lighting, you can make almost any camera work great. You can use a laptop camera. Right. You can use your your iPhone, whatever you got, if the lighting works, then it's going to make any camera look better. Yeah, and that's what I've learned about the... I don't have Apple anything anymore. Just I fell off the Apple wagon back when 4 came out. But I have the new Samsung S23. That camera is... It's almost too powerful for me. If you don't... It's just like that Sony that you have. If you don't know how to use the stuff on it, you're not going to get what you need out of it. And I'm not going to let my wife... Time. I'm not going to let my wife hear this part of the show because... She always talks about her Samsung camera. <laughs> it yeah. is amazing. It is. Have it really is. Used, they, that's what Samsung has over Apple, and I think that they will always have that. Apple will have their security and their proprietary parts like forever, but right. Samsung will always have the camera. Like If you were just doing content creation, I bet you could get away with making all your content. I mean, they filmed Hollywood movies with this thing, and that's what's crazy. Like Apple... Yeah. Apple has the perks of the security thing. And if you have Apple, everything you're going to have everything perfect. Like that's the one thing that I would give Apple credit for. But other than that, I didn't have any good experience with it. Like I had to reset my entire phone. That's what, that's the main reason I will never go back to Apple. I had to plug it into a computer and it was my buddy's computer and I was downloading music onto it. Once I did that, I didn't realize that if I plugged it into another computer, I had to reset it. This was back when iPhone 4 came out. And when I reset it, nothing backed up into the cloud like it said it was going to do. Mm. So I lost literally everything. And back then I was still doing like college courses. I lost like seven papers. Oh, man. Dude. I was was not happy. That sounds painful. Um, You know know the one thing that keeps me... So I will say, I, I don't know this to be the case yet, but supposedly iPhone 15, the camera is like way improved. I don't have it yet. We'll see. But um, the one thing that keeps me with Apple is AirDrop. Is that, That's another thing I wish that Samsung would get with something like AirDrop. 
Yeah. Yeah. That is legit. It's almost like Dropbox. You got to go through too many loops and stuff like that to get that to work right. Yeah. Nude AirDrop. I mean, I so I use my, obviously, the camera I have here for actually filming my videos. But when it comes to like thumbnail photos and product photos and stuff, I'll take the picture with my iPhone, AirDrop it, bring it into Canva, and I'm done. Um, and that's what I like about, I have Adobe Express for like audio editing and stuff like that. I've got this app that I've been using to make some of my thumbnails and I don't know what it's called. It's like Adobe. I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like what you use. What do you use to edit your thumbnails? Uh, I use Canva. Okay. Canva. Yeah. I use that for like borders and backgrounds and stuff like that. Right. There's a, there's an app on here that I, I get Adobe express is the, uh, is the actual app that I have Adobe what's that what's that big one that has everything on it the monthly uh, subscription thing yeah adobe yeah so i have the uh pdf for like contracts and stuff but um yeah it's my adobe account i don't know exactly what they call it um it's, it should it's be something big it's like adobe it's the, everything in one but i have that but the adobe express like that that thing makes some really good thumbnails i've tried yeah, pixar it doesn't do what i want it to do sometimes it's, and that's um, where I have a problem. So I don't know if it's Adobe Creative. I don't know. I've never paid attention yeah, to Creative it. Cloud. That's what it Creative is. Cloud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Creative Cloud. Yeah. I have it and I use it for like the, uh, I was doing Illustrator for a little bit because uh, like when you were doing my logo, I kind of wanted to get into that a little bit, but it is so time consuming. Right. Do you still do that? I mean, I, I, for those that are listening, you've done, you did my very first logo I ever had. And I asked probably the world of it probably way too much because i remember you telling me that you reached out to or you were thinking about reaching out to a third party to help with it yeah and i felt bad i was like oh dude don't do that no 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 so to answer your question no i don't do it anymore that's one thing that i cut out just for time purposes um you know i'm one of those people man i will overstretch myself because i like to do so much i will overstretch myself and um especially now going to the gym and trying to make sure that i get to bed at a decent time there's just certain things that i had to cut out and that's that's one of them i, I don't do that anymore so but i did have yeah, fun I, with I, it i oh wow nor my bad but no uh what i've learned is is that whenever you're doing content like i i i i i've fallen short of this many times and that's over editing or over taking too much time for one thing that you could probably live without. And that, and that pro and that aspect for podcasting, like I don't believe YouTube is a, is a uh, platform for podcasts in general, unless you have a bigger platform already. So right. like if you have, if you're a famous comedian or if you're a famous, like Joe Rogan, like he, he could make anything work. Right. But then you have like uh, people who just podcast. So like you have, the Burt Kreischer podcasts and all those, they are big, not because of their podcasts. They're big because of the stuff they already do. Now their podcast benefits on YouTube just because they have fans. But I think that YouTube is mainly for like the short clips, not for the full episode. That's in my opinion. What is your take on that? Yeah. So there's, it's been a back and forth conversation on is YouTube a podcast platform. Um, I think the lines between podcasting and live streaming have sort of crossed a little bit and that's okay. Um, there are people that do their podcast strictly on YouTube. Um, and then there's people that don't do it at all on YouTube. Um, there's people that would call what I do, uh, podcasting and, and it's not, I'm not podcast. I'm not podcasting like you are. Um, 
So there's definitely a line. Some lines have crossed with that. I think that um, call it what you want, getting these conversations out there or, or the conversations that people have or the things they talk about. Um, I, I think however they get that out there is great because I've always said, I think everybody has a reason to create content and get your story out there, no matter what medium you're putting that out there on. But to answer your question, no, I, I think that, look, I'm a traditionalist about so much stuff in my life. And one of those for me I've always struggled with is is YouTube and podcasting. Uh, I I think they're still two different things and they both have they both have their their place and their reasons for existing. They're both fantastic. Uh but I do think they're different. And I mean right now we agree with this. And this is where I will say that YouTube isn't for podcast. I mean it is for certain aspects of podcasting but it's not a podcasting platform. The reason why I say that is there's no category for podcasts like yeah you can put a podcast on there but if it was for podcasting they have categories for comedy lifestyle uh, travel um what's the like there's several different ones but there's never any on there for podcasting and that's the only way that you're going to actually make it for podcasting is if you make a category for it in my opinion absolutely and youtube did add you can create like a podcast playlist now Right. But it still does not actually create a separate segment. So if, if I go to YouTube and search for podcast, true, if you have that in your title or something, then I'll probably come across it. But there's no straight up podcasting section. Like if I open Pandora, for example, um, you can find podcast specific things on Pandora. If I go to obviously Apple podcast or Spotify, you can find podcast specific, but that still does not exist on YouTube, even though they created a podcast playlist on my channel. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's really where I find that to be the line where like, I'm not trying to get big enough to where like I'm getting all these followers because then it becomes a full-time job. I'm trying to just really have fun with it. And me and my buddies, we have the, I don't know if you've seen any of this, of the recess ruckus podcast, but that's how it started was that. And my chubby buddies group, like that's just a daily thing that we just get together for is like a mental health segment for them. And then me, I just enjoy hanging out. We literally lived less than a block away from each other for the first 13 years of our life. And then we move our separate ways. We all live four different hours in all directions. So we missed that hang. And that's really where we kind of wanted to go with that. Like that's all I'm going for. Now, if it ever blew up, then I might think about like, cause I'm the only one that does the social media for anything. I'm the only one that does the editing. So that in itself is a full-time job. Right. That's where I struggle with is like finding the, or saying enough is enough kind of like over editing like i can't fix everybody's audio especially when my buddy decides to wear airpods for the episode it's like dude you've done done made my you've made my day a lot harder but this riverside app that i'm using is crazy awesome it it actually makes it sound like we're in the same room now i have a a fairly good mic but neither my other two buddies have that good of a mic so i've I've always got to edit something but riverside does 99 percent that's yeah that's good that's helpful yeah. And that's the main reason why I stripped from switched from StreamYard to this is that this is more for podcasting. StreamYard is for live streaming. That's Absolutely. The biggest difference. So, and that's why I think that, like, with me, I would over edit and that would waste most of my time editing. Like, I was going from an hour and a half video to almost a whole day of editing. And then when I switched to this, I was going to an hour and a half video to three hours. And now I'm down to about an hour and a half. Right. So, yeah, my I'm kind of the same way. My typical YouTube video will take me for a for a 10 minute video. I'll record 30 minutes of video. Now, some of that is just where I've kind of stopped for a second, 
you know, looked at my notes and kind of regather my thoughts. And then I come back and I talk about the next part of the video. Um, but I'll spend, right. I'll spend 30 minutes actually filming something and then I'll spend three or four hours editing. So I get it, man. And my other thing was, is that I didn't get that, like to get the editing process down, you need to have an offboard camera to really record and bring everything in separately and then record or then edit. So I was trying to do what I couldn't do with the editing process. And a lot of people like you can't find everything on YouTube. That's just how it is like you're not going to find everything on youtube now one thing that i wish that i wish i did see for like content like like editing or post-production or anything like that was is the hookups of audio like if you don't have a roadcaster pro or if you don't have a uh a mix a mix board or anything like that you you need to know how to make your your sound sound better and there's not really many good videos to describe how to actually make that work if that makes are you sense. talking like audio post-production that and also like hooking up to this like say that i didn't have this microphone and i had just uh like a usb mic right the usb mic is going to sound significantly different than how i'm saying i think you have the same mic i do right the pod mic it's the road pod mic yeah 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 and that's what this is and i just have a oh i don't know if you're familiar with it the moana caster i've had that for i got it on amazon prime day yeah, I've like seen that, but I don't know. Ago. I don't know anything about it. I've never used one. It does what I need it to do, but if I wanted to have somebody in here, I can't hook up more than one XLR mic and then the USB mic, or no, it's an auxiliary mic, is what I need to have to actually get it to work with that mic. If I don't have that, then the sound when I'm talking it feeds into that mic. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like when I'm talking like this and that's the downfall, like they don't really go over that on YouTube. And that's something that I wish that I knew before I really got into this podcasting game. If you would call it like Joe Rogan's podcast looks great because he has somebody producing his podcast. He doesn't do any of that work. Yeah. And people need to get that out of their head is that he's making it look easy. No, he's not doing anything but talk and bringing on his guest. He he does the equivalent of what I'm doing right now. He he shows up, he sits down in his chair, like you're doing all the work right now. I just had to show up and turn my stuff on. He doesn't even do that. He doesn't even turn yeah. his stuff on. He shows up to a hot mic and just starts talking. Yeah. And that's and that's what they don't talk about, like the whole setup of everything. Like just the setup in itself and finding the right area in the room that you're gonna be doing it in. It takes so much time to actually plan that out because I think I've moved my table probably twelve times before I've actually settled for this is where I'm gonna go with. And I just said, screw it. It's either going to sound good or it's not. Yeah. And with content, I think that people just need to deal with what they have. And if they ever do want to make it big, you're like, you're going to need to get that Roadcaster Pro. You're going to need to get that, that XLR mic set up. Like, it's, it's not going to work right for you if you want to be like Joe Rogan. Oh, for sure. I always told people when I was coaching, like, if you, if you ever get to that point where you do want to upgrade your equipment, absolutely upgrade it because the equipment you have makes a huge difference. But it's good to go ahead and film with what you have to start. My my first like 100 videos on YouTube were all done with an iPhone. No joke. Um, I, I bought a I bought a, a little shotgun mic that plugs into the iPhone. That's what I use for audio. Um, and then slowly over the cup, you know, last couple of years, I've upgraded equipment. But um, the good thing about that is that you get a ton of videos under your belt. So then by the time you do have that equipment, you at least have the content down. You have the basics of making a video. And then you work on, you know, it's, you work on a thing at a time, try to improve something 1% better with every video, upgrade your equipment over time, but you got to get those videos under your belt or in your case, those podcasts under your belt to continue to get better and better. 
And my goal is just to actually sit down and talk to people. It's not to actually yeah. get any bit. Now, if it ever does get bigger than awesome, then I'll, I'll take, I'll take it as I get it, but I'm not going to go out there and try to buy like a, a road. Like if I had the opportunity to buy a roadcaster, that would have been the first buy that I could do, but I don't need that for what I'm doing. Like I don't right. have like 12 guys in this room. So like, I think that like, if I could give a tip for like content, like if you're just doing what I'm doing, like you said, get, get a phone and then maybe get like this cheap little, like small mixer. Like that's all you need. And you can podcast like the way that I sound right now. I don't know what I sound like to you, but I sound weird just because my voice sounds weird to me. Oh yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that you're going to sound completely different to somebody else's ears. And if I could give a tip for any type of podcast content, that's what I would say is start small. Don't worry about all that roadcaster pro stuff until you're actually going to have like, four or five guys in the same room. That way you get a separate audio feed through every single person talking. Right. Now, you, what would you do if you could give one content, I guess, tip as a content creator, as somebody who used to teach people how to make, do stuff and do stuff properly, what would be your number one other than hit record? We always hear that. And I, I've got nothing wrong. You already with that. knew. You already knew what I was going to say. Well, I think that that goes across the board with anybody that's going to give somebody a, a tip. But like, yeah. other than that, what is your biggest tip that you could give somebody who's going to try to jump into content? Don't focus on trying to make everything better right away. Try to every video that you do, every piece of content you make, try to make one thing better. Try to make 1% of what you're doing better. If you try to focus on that perfect video every time and you're trying to make everything better, you're going to overanalyze. You've heard the saying, um, paralysis by analysis. You're going to analyze so much and plan so much and try to make everything so perfect that you're never going to actually sit down and um, hit record. I'll say it that way. You're never actually right. going to do that because you're going to overanalyze so much. You're either going to convince yourself that you can't do it so, and you're never going to get to that point or you're going to spend so much time overanalyzing. Now you're stressed about it and you put it off till tomorrow, then you don't do it tomorrow. Focus on one thing at a time and build from there. And that's what I probably did. I probably focused three months of my time deciding on what a hosting platform to do. And that was a waste of time. Yeah. I stuck with the, uh, the free one, whatever it was at the time. I think it was anchor. Now they've switched anchor. it to something else. You don't need anything more than that. If you're just a small, like person in a, in the middle of the Midwest, that's got nobody, but your friends on there. You don't need, I don't know what other people are using. Like you've got Buzzsprout and stuff like that. Just get the free one. Be happy. It'll still sound all the same as long as you edit properly and stuff like that. So you'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. I do want to give you a shout out about a video that I don't, I don't think it got enough credit for something that you created. And this was back in probably right when you first started. And I don't think you got enough credit for what you did. And the setup was actually it was two videos. That was when you did the scarecrow. You did all that setup. And then also the Beetlejuice, like you did the Beetlejuice intro perfectly. That was probably one of the coolest things that I've probably ever seen. How long did that take? So funny story about the Beetlejuice video. Do you, do you, did you ever really notice how that stuff was put together? You know what all it that was like? You had like foam board and stuff like that is what it looked like. So Mel went to um, like Michael's and Hobby Lobby and these places and she bought these little like light up gravestones and these these um yeah there was some foam stuff there was a this greenery that was filmed on the top of our bed she laid the the green 
uh, it was basically like a felt. I don't know what it is. It's 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 the green craft felt type material, like a pool so table she, type stuff. Yeah, exactly. She laid that out across the bed. She hand painted all these little gravestones and all these the little houses. So I need and to stuff. be. I need to have Mel come on here so I can give her props for this part, huh? Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> killed it with that one for sure. Um, yeah. She spent a whole day hand painting. The kids were at school. She spent a whole day hand painting all these things and they would, they sat in the kitchen and dried. And then we filmed that video like two days later. It was, yeah. It didn't get enough props for what you did. Granted, it was just an intro for a love review that you did of a scent for Black Rebel. Right. But it's still hands down one of my favorites that you did. And then the promo that you shot for Scarecrow was pretty dope. So I yeah, it was the, that. that was the Scarecrow Reborn. Yeah. I used some masking in that. So uh, I don't know if you know or not, but the, so, when I when me and my son are sitting on the couch and the scarecrow appears right there, that's yeah, like also me the and the scarecrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was you or if it was either I guess I didn't think it was Mel. I thought it might have been one of your kids at first, because it didn't look very big. Yeah, nope, it was me. So we, we like set when the it was camera. in the yard, it looked like a stuffed a stuffed scarecrow. Yeah. So so that was what did we do for that? Um I was wearing a scarecrow. Co- oh yeah, it was no, it was a scarecrow costume. It was a Halloween costume. Um, yeah. Basically, we took the costume and laid it. So I was one. I was wearing the costume standing there, and then when the scene kind of fades and the scarecrow falls, I just yeah. did that in a way like I fell right there in front of the camera. And then of course, you know, you move around, you do some stuff, and you cut out the middle. But um, then right. we kind of laid it out there so it looked like the scarecrow was just laying there, but he was gone. Um, but yeah, the scarecrow costume, all that was me. So just use masking. So like in the living room during that scene, set the camera up. You don't touch the camera. You leave it rolling the entire time. Me and my son sat on the couch and pretended to be scared of, obviously, while we're filming this, it's nothing but a living room. I mean, you know, we're pretending like we're scared. My son throws the popcorn over his head. Um, right. And then you leave the film rolling. I put on the scarecrow costume and then I went over there and I acted that part. And then you just do masking and um, um, editing software, which I use Final Cut Pro, yeah, but just masking and, yeah. to put that together. Yeah, that was a fun one to make. But I don't think you got enough credit for what it actually was, because like that wasn't any nobody's ever done that before for any type of review. Like you went all out on those two specifically. Yeah. And I remember that one because I think some of my favorite scents, like they don't make them anymore. And Beetlejuice was number one. Like that was one of the most unique scents. And it's still like it lingers anytime that I wear like either the cologne or the little bits of the drops that I have left. Right. But the way that you edited that video and prepared it, now I have to give credit to Mel and not you. I mean, I'm just saying, but no, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But the scarecrow video, the same thing, like you went, I mean, you did something that nobody had ever done. So like, that's another thing that I thought you were actually going to bring up is to be unique. Things like that, whether you're doing a content review thing, like those are what catch my eye. Now I don't know about other people, but like, I just think that those weren't highlighted enough for what you've done, like in the content game. No, I appreciate that. Those, those were fun to make. Yeah. Yeah. So and give I mean, Mel all the credit for the Beetlejuice. That was her. She planned that I, entire I guess opening. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, it looked like it was the real thing, but granted, like you could tell that it wasn't, but the way yeah. that it was, it looked like you spent a couple thousand dollars on whatever it was that you guys were filming on. It was, I was like, no, nah, it was that like diagram from the movie was legit. It's like 25 bucks at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> but it looked, it looked like it was done like out of the movie. And, but you could tell that it wasn't from the movie because of all the other things that weren't a part of the, like the graveyard 
things that were lighting up on it. It was just right. cool. Right. No, so I appreciate that on like a little short. Yeah. You know what? It's close enough to Halloween. Now I should probably share that one again, huh? I liked it. I mean, just the, I, I like the, the idea about what it takes to prep because a lot of people don't see that side of things, just the prepping thing. And one person that I think points out prepping is Jeremy Sears. I don't know if you follow yes. him. Oh yeah. Yep. Like his prep, like the reason why he takes so long to like make a video or come out with a video is that his prep time is like days for him to shoot that video. And he goes into that and like, I don't think people give enough credit for what people are actually doing in between each video. Right. Whether right. it be planning, buying supplies, buying the stuff to review or try out. But it's also that setup and the filming and the moving of the camera, the audio and all that stuff. Those things aren't highlighted enough. And I think it's because it takes too long to show that. Yeah. There's, there's some content creator, you know, coaching type creators that do a good job of showing that. Um, but yeah, the average person that watches content, they don't, they don't really Peter realize. Peter does a good job at showing that. What a filmographer that guy is, man. Oh man. Yeah. Like the way that he can go to a, uh, uh, flea market and just pick things out, like something that we would consider junk. Like he could just turn it into something that makes the product that he's highlighting look to be something like they would have Gucci like on a commercial like he's just that good and he's I mean he doesn't do very much content anymore but I think he works for Ford now doesn't he oh I don't know what he's doing now yeah I think he works for Ford and like they've I mean they've taken a taken the canary in the coal mine man like that guy is legit in what he does and his art is phenomenal I think his photography is awesome his film his videography is awesome he's a he's a very unique individual and granted he's from canada so that right there tells me that like he was raised with uh nothing to do so he just made something to do and that's kind of like where i got that from yeah you know you know a video i came across the other day a casey neistat video i haven't seen casey neistat in so long um that? But, so he's another oh, the country singer no he's a big youtuber um he's oh, another okay. one he's a he's a his his videography is fantastic. Also, um, if you look at Casey Neistat, N E I S T A D T, on YouTube, um, yeah, he does some cool stuff. But he's kind of the same thing. Like he did his thing, and he he hasn't really done a lot anymore. Uh, but I came across a video the other day where, and I and I don't know if this was real or if this is something he made. But he's basically he's walking down the streets in New York City, and he sees a hole next to a manhole cover, and he sticks his hand down through it, and you can see the subway. Um. It, oh, I'm wow. not given it justice by my description. Like you'd have to watch the video. Right. It looks um, like like he's jumping through a, t- a time hole or something. Is that what, yeah, is like that he's showing basically saying, "Yeah, be careful walking the streets in New York City." I don't know if that's really how the street was, or if he just kind of like made this cool video. But it looked. You have to you have oh. to look it up, man. I'm sure you can probably search I'll like just, Casey Neistat, uh, New York subway, subway or something. It would probably come up. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I do have a uh, a sports question for you, and I, I was thinking about this the other day because of Taylor Swift and Swifties, right? And you were a you were the biggest Packers fan that I know. Is there anything that you, as a fan, could say that like a reason why you would stop becoming a Packers fan? Is there anything that the Green Bay Packers could do to where you would not be a fan of them? No, 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 not way. one thing, nothing. Because I was trying to think of a reason why I would stop being a Cowboys fan or if any other team. And, like, the only thing I could ever, like, I guess, think of would be if, like, you know how, like, you have the uh, 
not Ray Lewis, but the uh, Jamal Lewis situation with the, the Ravens, if they wouldn't have cut him, how many fans do you think they would have lost? Yeah, that's a good point. Ray I don't Rice. Know. It was Ray Rice. It was Ray Rice. Ray Rice. I'm, I'm trying. To, so there was uh, Ray Lewis had some things going on too. Jamal so. was it? Jamal Lewis? Who's the one that hit his girlfriend? Was that um, Ray Rice? Ray Rice. Yes, Ray Rice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you had Jamal Lewis who was accused of um, murder. The ultimate. Yeah. 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 That was. And they didn't cut him, but he was also acquitted of all charges. Like nothing ever right. came of it afterwards. Right. But, I was literally trying to think of like why I wouldn't be either a Cowboys fan or even a fan of the NFL. Like it would take a lot. Like, I don't know if I could say that I would stop being a Cowboys fan if they didn't cut a player for something that he was accused of doing. Now the video, if there was video like that, like, and they kept him, like that probably would kind of make me go, uh, this is a little questionable. Like, do you think that would make, like make it to where you'd be like, I don't know about this. I'd like to think that I would never have to worry about it because I think most teams, um, most teams are going to do the right thing in those extreme situations. But yeah, I mean, I guess I, if you had some sort of some extreme situation, like some player, um, you know, on tape doing something terrible, think of the ultimate and they were, and they accepted it and, and all that, then yeah, maybe that would make me question a little bit the organization, the current ownership, um, or in our case, the current president CEO because we're a fan owned team, but um, right. it would make me question the current leadership in place for sure at a minimum. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I could think of is the reason why somebody would stop being a fan of another team. Or if maybe they went to another state, like say they stayed the Packers, but they weren't the green Bay Packers. Like say they were the mm. I don't know, Minnesota Packers or New oh, York Packers. No, okay. Or you found like it. Yeah. That'd be the one. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, they became so like the Chicago be, or Minnesota Packers, that'd be it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I was curious because you don't hear about people like talk about stop being a fan. Like I heard people say, like, I stopped watching the NFL because they were letting people take a knee or whatever and stuff like that. And I had a, I had a simple, uh, resolution for that. You just stop filming those players. Don't, don't film the players that are taking the knee. Let them do what they want to do. Just don't film them. Film the American flag or fill the, film the fans that are actually standing. I mean, you, you lost a lot of fandom when like they were, taking the knees i mean that's just what it was and yeah i just didn't know if there was anything that a fan could do or say that they would stop being a fan like nobody talks about that it would take something really extreme i mean look right you have like like thursday night we got destroyed by the lions i mean one of the worst losses in so many years and we just it's it's things the state of football in green bay is not great right now but um i don't I think love jordan love is your guys' quarterback i don't think jordan love is your quarterback i don't think that I'm still, I'm still on the fence. I still have faith in the kid. I still have faith right now. I think he's a good athlete. I just don't think he is your. I mean, you guys had two generations of great quarterbacks, and then you go to Jordan Love, Brett Favre, hands down, top ten quarterback of his generation, top five quarterback. Then you have Aaron Rodgers, who is still in the league. He's a top when he's healthy and when he's playing. He's a top five quarterback. Jordan Love maybe a top 20 quarterback in the league right now is what I would say for what he's done. Yeah. He's had I enough mean, to prove himself. I think a season with him would actually give him enough justification whether or not to keep him. Maybe. Yeah. But you guys aren't doing them any, any, any favors by not picking up things that you guys need. You guys are picking up things you think you need. And that's how I see it. 
The Green Bay Packers have they completely changed their draft uh uh what they did this year. Like they have consistently every year they draft weapons or I'm sorry, they draft linemen, they draft protection for the quarterback and they draft defensive linemen. Historically, that's how they've opened up drafts. And they've always it's been the terrible about yeah, they've always been terrible about getting weapons for Aaron Rodgers for Brett Favre. Now not, I'm just saying, you know, draft wise, they've, there's always been some great receivers and things, but draft wise, this year they flipped that opposite. They, they grabbed weapons for Jordan Love, but they have nobody protecting him on that line. It's, it's, no, dude, did you see him getting blown up Thursday night? I, uh, not Thursday night, but I did, was it, uh, week one, the win that they want, who they, who they win against, uh, Chicago week one. Yeah. Didn't he get blown up? Or no, it was, uh, it was Atlanta, the one where he looked drunk Atlanta. and he fell forward. Atlanta was killing him. Yeah. And he fell forward and somebody, did, I don't know if you saw this, it said, hey, Jordan Love forgot to, I guess, show up after the uh, the tailgate party. Like, he had fell forward like he was a little intoxicated. That was yeah, he, so he admitted during the postgame that was a busted play on his part. Yeah. He didn't get the snap count right. QB sneak? Supposed to be, but he didn't get the snap count right. So the center's like, I didn't know you were supposed to get the ball yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean. Dallas, Dallas, I had no, I, I never, I'm probably the least, uh, person that will say it's our year or we're them boys or whatever it is you're going to say. But I will say this is that Dallas has impressed me this year, like with what they've done defensively and how they've, uh, I guess, I mean, they picked up Gilmore. Like that's what I feel the Dallas Cowboys have done great in our offense. I could, I could live without Dak. I could live without. The whole running back situation. I think it's stupid that we gave away a running back to almost get another running back who had the exact same numbers. We almost got, uh, oh, what's his face from Tennessee? And I was like, why would you do that? Like that was it was going to be a total Jerry move, Jerry Jones move, and that was that's who I I'm not a fan of is Jerry Jones. He's the worst nucleus in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Dallas has has not won anything since he came there. So there's uh oh yeah they have. What do you mean? He's won two Super Bowl, three Super Bowls. Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones, yeah. When they got Aikman, Jerry Jones drafted Aikman. So maybe I'm thinking of history wrong here. When did, when did Jerry Jones? Our last Super Bowl. 93. 93 is when he got the. 92, I think, is when he got the Dallas Cowboys. Whenever we got uh, the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Oh, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is when yeah. Jerry Jones got the got the team. Okay, and then that's when he got Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman brought them three Super Bowls, wasn't it? Two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls. And who's and he let he let Landry go in '89. Yes, wasn't it? Tom Landry got let go by Jerry when, Jones yeah. the year after. Who was the coach right before so, Jimmy Johnson? Landry. Okay. And then between Jimmy Johnson and I don't know who it was, it was the guy from OU. We had him. He was the uh, offensive coordinator under Jimmy Johnson. And then we let him come in and he won the 96 Super Bowl after Jimmy Johnson. I mean, it okay. wasn't really his team, but Jimmy Johnson's the one that organized that team. Right. He took the Super Bowl win. Maybe that's what, what I'm thinking name? of. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I'm trying to think of his name now. The but guy it wasn't his after- team. It was after Jimmy Johnson left. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Coach after Jimmy Johnson. But no, he did Tom Landry wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. He fired him over the phone. That's what 
that's what Jerry Jones is known for. Is 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 just he's not he's not a class act by any means. And if the family does anything like he's been doing, that team will bury Barry Barry Switzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you think happens this year with Mike, with, uh, Mike McCarthy? I can't stand Mike McCarthy. I think that we should have waited out with uh, with what we had. I mean, he wasn't a I mean bad backup, but I think we could have been benefited better with Sean Payton. Yeah. I think and that's if, who I was hoping that we were going to get. I think if Dallas doesn't make a deep playoff run this year, uh, I think Mike McCarthy's probably on the chopping block. Yeah, but I I could see. I mean, he kept he kept clap happy. What uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Garrett had a dude. Yeah. Jason Garrett for way longer than that, and he didn't go to no playoffs. So I can't say that he's going to cut him. But I do see. I do see like quarterback changes going to be taking place because I mean we got the quarterback for nothing. I mean that was probably the big, the best move the Dallas Cowboys have made in an off season for a long time. Uh, hopefully Jer- Jerry Jones steps down after before too long, and I think his son has a little bit better head on his shoulders. So I won't say that they're going to fire McCarthy because of how long they kept kept Garrett. But one of the coaches that I was surprised that they didn't give a chance to really succeed in the game was Wade Phillips, and I've I'm a Wade Phillips fan. Just because of his defensive, uh, his mindset with defense. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't have a defense and they're not getting off, they're not taking the ball from other like other offenses, then your offense is not going to have a time to shine. And uh, another player that a lot of people overlook is Tony Romo. Tony Romo was a solid quarterback. Nobody can disagree with that. He had some of the best comebacks in, in Cowboy history, but like he doesn't get that shine because he didn't win a playoff. And right. why didn't he win a playoff? Because by the end of the year, nobody was healthy. Yeah, he he had a chance to win a playoff game, but he fumbled a ball, and that and that's what and that that's his legacy. And now he's up for Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame bid, which is kind of blows my mind. But I think he needs to be a defensive coordinator somewhere, and he needs to be up in that press box calling defensive plays to stop. I mean, he was ninety percent of calling Tom Brady's plays. That was crazy. Defensive coordinators where Tony Romo needs to be. He's a great commentator, though. Uh, he'd probably rather be I down there he's one of the best. in football, yeah, but he's he's a great guy. It's, it amazes me how he can just call a game, and he's he's telling you exactly what's getting ready to happen on the field just by the setup, just by the package he sees. And that's when I was thinking, like, why isn't this guy a defensive coordinator for any team? Like, if he can call a play out that Tom Brady is the one that's setting up for he's going to be able to call out anybody else's plays. Yeah. And he was even able to call out the person he was throwing the ball to before before the ball was even snapped. Yeah. It's like, come on. Get that dude a job as a defensive coordinator and they'll be the most unstoppable defense you've ever seen. Well, you know what? Let's bring him up to Green Bay because our DC right now is terrible. I'd love to see that guy gone. He's no worse than the Bears, though. So, I mean, you're not the Bears. There's the That's the benefit. You're not the Bears. Right. We're not the Bears, yeah. <laughs> but, Ken, hey, I appreciate you coming on and doing this and taking the time out of your day, especially the hour and 51 minutes that we've been going. No, dude, I appreciate the invite. This was fun to sit and talk to you. And, and like I said before we started, it's we've been in chats together for several years now, but it's cool to come face-to-face and chat. So, yeah, dude, no. Thank it's you, It's a lot man. different talking to somebody for sure. So, like, when I talked to Dan, uh, Dan he was on on one of the episodes. I think it was episode eight or nine. 
it was like we had known each other for a long time just because of how much time we spent in a chat. And same with you. Like, it feels like, I feel like I've known you for longer than we've ever talked, like even in chats or over DMs and stuff like that. So I just appreciate you saying yes to you coming on here. Like, it wasn't just for my perspective. It was also to highlight what you've done. And I, I think you're a solid content creator. I loved everything that I've had an opportunity of watching. Granted, I haven't watched everything. There's not enough time in the in the day to watch Ab- everything by any absolutely, means. Absolutely, yeah. But just keep doing what you're doing and tell Mel that shout out for that Beetlejuice thing. And I, I give her respect for backing you on everything that you want to do with whatever it is that uh, your endeavors are, like whether it be content creation, moving. Like whose idea was that? Was that hers or yours? To move. You're talking. Yeah, from Kentucky to uh physical moves so so yeah this is where she's from so yeah we uh when i retired from the army we came back up here i um i love it so when i when we would come up here to visit her family and come up here i love it up here so i was all for it but yeah this gets her closer to her family so well you've done something for her. i mean all that stuff that she's done for you like change her name on instagram and youtube and she's doing something she's she's my rock man she is incredible yeah but hey, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, before you go out, we'll uh, we'll end this and then just leave it open for a few minutes. And we'll download it and then I'll let you go. Okay, sounds good, man. No, I appreciate right, man. you having me hey, on, we'll dude. Thanks so much. Season. Hey, you want to shout out your channels before we go? Yeah. So, um, so Kinsconson Beards of Fitness on YouTube. If you go to Kinsconson dot com, K E N S C O N S I N dot com, you can find all of that through there. So that's probably the easiest way. But yeah, thanks. And man. I'll post all your stuff in the uh, in the description and everything. So. Again, thank you, man. I, I would love to do this again, see where you are with your fitness journey. So uh, just keep an eye out, and I'll, I'll shoot you a message to have you on again sometime, man. Tell you what, when I start phase one of 75 hard and I have to take those cold showers and maybe I start doing the ice baths, we'll come back and talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I would. I kind of want to know your perspective about that for sure. Cause, Me too. I mean, below, below the waist is the only thing I'm scared about. Yeah, man. I, I'd like to know my perspective also. Maybe we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> All right, well, good luck with that, man. All right. Thanks, brother.